awesome time to worship God, to come and bring our love, our honor, our respect to Jesus. We need him, amen? And um, he comes, he fills us, he helps us, and he does great things. And we're going to get into the word today and uh, see what he has to say. I, uh, we're starting a new series today, and unfortunately, our projectors are down. They decided to not work this morning, so that's why there's no words during worship, but you guys did a great job despite that, worshiping Jesus without any lyrics. That was amazing. And so, you know, I think God would say thank you, you know, for worshiping him without lyrics. You know, even if you didn't, even how many of you messed up some lyrics today? Hey, I was all, most of us, right? <laughs> but I think God's okay with that, you know? And um, we were able to worship Jesus despite having technology working for us. Um, uh, and so anyway, today we're starting a new series. Uh, we just got off the, our last series of uh, knowing God. Now we're going to talk about sharing God. These are our purposes for our church. Know God, share God, experience God. And so today we're going to talk about sharing God. And I want to just uh, start off with uh, a story, but uh, just to kind of give you the big point of this whole thing is that when we share God, we're sharing life. And you know what? People need life. There's a lot of death going on, just not just physical death, although that's happening too, but there's just a spiritual death. There's, a, there's an aching. There's a longing. The, whole, the Bible says it like this. The whole world groans. Do you feel it? Do you hear it? You just turn on the news station, and you can see like the whole world is groaning because things are not right. Amen. Things are not good. There are bad things happening. And the, the, Bible, the Bible talks about the whole world is groaning, longing for the day when God makes things right again. And God is restoring and he's making things new in our lives as we come to Jesus and we receive him and, and we grow in him. And, and, and one day all things will be made brand new. And we have a hope to look forward into and, and that. Isn't that great? But in the meantime, we have the opportunity to share this life, to share Jesus. It's one of our purposes as a church is that we were here on this, put on this corner on Thompson and Northern Boulevard to share Jesus as a light to this community. Yeah. Amen. And to anybody that would watch online or anybody that would listen to us in this room as we go out from these walls and share Jesus, we have the opportunity to bring life to a world that needs it. Amen. Right? And so we have this awesome opportunity. So last week, um, my wife and I, we have been married almost five years now already. Can you believe that? Yeah, <laughs> and we had the opportunity, we got away, and uh, we went to, on our honeymoon, five years ago, we went to Niagara Falls, and so we haven't been back since, so last weekend, we went to Niagara Falls. You know, it's the honeymoon capital of the world, and so we get to the border, and you had to cross the Canadian border over there, and on the way into Canada, the Canadian, um, you know, border patrol, they're really nice, and the guy's like, you know... Uh, hey, what brings you to Canada? And it's like, well, we're just getting away for the weekend, my wife and I. And he's like, oh, that's cool. You know, what, what are you guys going to do? I said, well, we have six kids, and so we don't have any kids with us, so we're going to, you know, we're going to do adult things. I didn't know what to say, you know. <laughs> and the guy's like, uh, and I'm just kind of like stumbling in my words. I always get nervous, you know, like at these, it's so serious, you know, especially coming back into America. One time I said, they said, what are you bringing back? And I was, I was so nervous. I was like, and everybody says, don't screw up. They'll search your car, you know, all this. And one time I said, uh, we said, what are you bringing back? I said, just souvenirs and gummy bears. And like, the guy's looking at me like. So this time, I, on the way through, I was like, 
you know, what are you going to do? Well, we don't have any, we have, how many kids? You have six kids. So what are you guys going to do? I'm like, I couldn't think of anything. I was just like, you know, adult things. <laughs> I just, I don't, I didn't, you know, like, you know, just, you know, we're having fun. So, you know, my wife and I got away for the weekend. And one of the cool things, you go down onto the, um, on the Canadian side, you can, you can get right over the Horseshoe Falls and you can look right down on it and it's this huge massive water just going down right there, right in front of you. And it's so powerful. If you've never had a, a chance to experience that, it's like one of the most powerful things you can experience in nature. You know, I've been to a lot of waterfalls. I love waterfalls and Niagara Falls is no different. And people from all around the world come just to see these falls. They built a whole city, Niagara Falls in Canada, just for people to stay at and eat so they can see these falls. And so we're down there, and these falls are just rushing over, you know? And it's like, you know, then you start thinking, you know, people could, like, jump right here, you know? And actually, people have jumped right here. And, you know, actually, a person fell just a few years ago, an accident, right in that spot, fell down in the water and went over the falls. A kid, and he lived. And, uh, and then I started thinking, like even more, like we actually have choices that we can make every day, right? We have choices, obviously, to go away. We have choices that we could choose life and we can choose not life, right? We could choose life, we could choose death. And one of the things that fascinates me about Niagara Falls is there's an actual museum in Canada on the Canadian side that has the history of all the people that have chosen to go over the falls. There are lots of them. And they make different contraptions to try to see if they can get over safely. And you know, some of these go back quite a few years, decades, even in the, uh, I think as early as like 1912 or something, all the way up till even as soon as recent as last year. And people make these contraptions, it's, it's illegal to do it, but they make these contraptions, they get in them, barrels, different things, to see if they can survive going over the falls. And some of them live, and many of them do not live. They die. But the thing about that fascinates me is that humans are given choices to live, to take risks, or choices to choose death. Before you... God says, I hold before you the choice of life and death, the Bible says. I wish you choose life, is God's heart for us today. And so I want to get right into that scripture, and it's found in Deuteronomy. And because we don't have the screens up today, you're going to have to pull out your phone and get that Bible app, or if you have a hard copy Bible, uh, turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 30, uh, and we're going to get into this. And I want to just start off and preface this scripture by saying God in his great sovereignty has given humans the choice of free will. Isn't that great? He gives us the opportunity to make choices. Every day, you and I make choices, right? We make good choices and we make bad choices. God's hope is that we will make good choices. His hope for us is that we will, like, I, I, we can, as, as, you can go to the small details of your life to the big major decisions, like if you're going to brush your teeth today or not, right? It'd be a good choice to brush your teeth. I hope you all brush your teeth today. And if you didn't, please don't come talk to me for prayer or anything, all right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hope that you made the choice, you know, to do good today. But you also have the choice to not do good. For example, as silly as this may sound, if you chose not to brush your teeth, 
then you're going to build plaque on your teeth, and then if you don't do it again tomorrow and the next day, the next day, sooner or later, you're going to start losing your teeth, right? And your, your teeth are going to rot, decay, death is coming to your teeth, right? You have that choice every day, and it, and it, and it is also these choices in all of our life. We have the choice today to honor God or not. You are here today in this place because you are choosing life. You're choosing to come to the house of the Lord to worship Jesus and bring life to your body, to your soul as you worship him. Isn't that awesome? Can you guys give each other a hand? Give yourself a hand for doing that today, for you watching online as well. If you're at home today, you can give yourself, you know, clap for yourself. If you even if you by yourself, that'd be fun, right? <laughs> Somebody did it here with you. Um, you made the choice to watch online or to be in this place because you knew that you had the choice today to either get up and come and worship Jesus and to be together as a family and to come hear the word of the Lord because we need it. We know it helps us, it helps us to grow. It brings life to our bones, right? But you also have the choice every day. Tomorrow, you have the choice to honor God, to love him, to get to know him better, to have, live a disciplined life and pray and read your Bible, or you have the opportunity to not do that, right? You have free will. You have choices that you can make. And in God's sovereignty, again, he gave you this choice of free will, this, this ability to be able to choose life or death. And so if you turn with me in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30, it, the whole passage is really 11 through 20. I'm not going to go through all of it, um, but I'm going to just start in verse 17. Ver oh, do we have, oh, we don't have projectors. All right, verse 17. It says, but if, you if your heart turns, turns um, I'm sorry, for verse 15. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. So here God is, I, here's prosperity and life, or death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and keep his commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But, verse 17, there's always a big but in the Bible. But, if your heart turns away, and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing in the Jordan to enter to possess. And then verse 19, this day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life. When everybody say that with me, now choose life. Say it, now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him for the Lord is your life and he will give you many years in land that he swore to give your forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The history of this scripture is pretty fascinating. You know, here's a place where Moses now is at the end of his years. He's been through all these trials. They've gotten out of Egypt and even the history of man, if you go even further back, they've been through the flood uh, they've been through the destruction of the whole earth because of it. Uh, and even way before that, back in the garden with Adam and Eve, God gives Adam and Eve the same kind of choice, right? When he says to them uh, in the garden, he says, you have the choice between life and death. I offer you these things. You have the tree of life and the tree of 
of, of good and evil. Do not eat from this tree. For if you eat of it, you will surely die. Right? So even from the beginning, God creates this, this, um, this world, this cosmos, if you will, with this free will right at the beginning. And he tells Adam and Eve right at the beginning, you have a choice. You can choose life. You could eat from the tree of life and all these other trees in the garden, or you can choose to eat from the tree of good and evil, and but you will surely die. They're given free will right there. You know, I love math. Anybody love math? No, not too, well, a few of you? Okay. I like math a lot. And there's this thing in math, if you get into more advanced math, called chaos math, and it is very chaotic. And there's this, there's this uh, law that they call, um, uh, what's it called? I think I've ever been down here. Um, did somebody say it already? Um, I'll think of it in a second. But basically, it takes some really complicated things, and it shows that there's so many variations that could happen that nobody could really figure it out, but they have to stay within these guidelines of, the ver- of, of this principle. Um, what is it called? Um, what is it? It is a part of chaos theory, but it's... Um, uh, I had it written down, too. Um, guys, give me a second. I think I have it. Strange attractors. Strange attractors, that's what they're called. And so I'll give you an example. Um, well, waterfalls is an example, all right? So if you studied a, a, um, a, a cell, like a, um, a water droplet, right? And you put it up before Niagara Falls, how many different pathways could it go down to get down Niagara Falls, right? There's like billions of different ways that this one little, or if you put a stick. You ever, like when I was a kid, I always put a stick in the stream or a river and you watch it go down and see where it goes, there's lots of different ways that it could go down or sink or it could get stuck or it could you know, go this way, this way. There's billions of different ways, but you know inevitably, especially water, it's eventually gonna make it down the falls inevitably, right? Unless it evaporates, I guess, than that. You know. But basically, the strange attractor is that all these variables could happen, but they still have to happen. Does that make sense? Right? The, mind, the human mind is like that. We have all these different studies on the mind and different things, but uh, different, di- different, different things is like a strange attractor. Uh, the stock market is another example. There's so many variations that could happen, but they have to stay within some sort of thing. And it's kind of like God made humans in the same kind of chaos uh, mathematics way that we have all these different choices that we can make within the system that he put here of free will. And we can choose life in that system or we can choose death and we have many choices every single day which create tons of different variations. Does that make sense? Everybody with me? All right. So I just love that stuff. I know it's kind of nerdy. Um, maybe I just lost everybody. And I apologize. Hopefully I can get, get you back. But um, th- this, it's an amazing thing how God in his sovereignty, in his great love for us, allows us as human beings to partner with him and to be in a relationship with him. The other alternative would have been for God to make humans and control everything that they do and everything they decide to do. But if he did that, that is not love. And God is love and he can't do that, right? Because, because if God is gonna love somebody, they have to have the option to be able to choose to love him back. If they were made to love him back, that's not real love, is it? It'd be like you saying to your spouse, you have to love me. You better love me better. Come on, everybody say, say that to your spouse, see how it works out. <laughs> hey, you know, I think you're not doing a very good job. Um, you need to love me this way, this way, this way, and this way, and stop doing this, this, and this. How's that going to work out for you? Right? In fact, I'm going, I am not going to be, I'm going to tell Naomi, right? I am not going to be your husband anymore unless you do this. 
how's that going to work out? Is that real love? <laughs> right? And so that's the same thing with God. He didn't come and say, you must, you have to do everything I say. Right? He gives us the choice that if we love him, we will want to please him. Does that make sense? When you love somebody, you want to do the things that they wish or that they desire or uh, uh, you, and you're not made to. If you're made to do it, mm, right? And that's how God has created uh, this universe. And so in the very beginning, he says to Adam and Eve, I give you the choice of life or the choice of death. And then they obviously choose not life, right? And things get really bad and for a long time, the world gets horrible and violence comes upon the world and all these horrible things happen and God regrets, man, I can't believe all this has happened. So he destroys the whole world and starts over with Noah. And then they make all these bad choices within this strange attractor and they do all kind of horrible things. And, and so he raises up a people then and he creates these people called uh, his people, the Israelites and the Jewish people who become his nation, and he's like, maybe they will listen to me. And so he creates, uh, they get trapped into slavery because of bad choices by the Egyptians, and then he raises up Moses to try to rescue them out of this slavery and this bondage, and, and they get to this place, and they finally get to the, almost to the promised land, and that's where we hear the scripture, where God says, I set before you still today life and death. You, and, and here's the thing, this is chapter 30 in your time this week. Go back and read chapter 28 and 29. 28 is about if you obey the Lord and all the things that will happen. If you obey my decrees, if you do what I've told you to do, if you have this relationship with me, all these great, your family will be blessed. You know that song, The Blessing, that we sing? That's from that, that Deuteronomy 28. The Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, make his face. All these things, Deuteronomy 28, you will be blessed in your coming, you'll be blessed in your going, you'll be blessed if you obey the Lord. If you choose life, you will be blessed. If you choose God's ways, you will be blessed. A whole chapter, verse, chapter 28 of Deuteronomy. The very next chapter, chapter 29, guess what it's about? When you don't choose God. And it goes like this, cursed will be you and your offspring and your children's children. Cursed will be the land that you till. Cursed will be, and it goes on and on. When you don't follow the Lord and when you don't obey his decrees and when you choose to go your own way, this is what will happen to you. These are the consequences. All of chapter verse, chapter uh, 29. And then we get to the culmination of it all in chapter 30, the verse that I share with you today. And I wanna share uh, verse 19 again. It says, this day, Moses is speaking to his people, to the Jewish people, to the people of God, who God has rescued again and again and again, who has shown himself real to and rescued them from the Egyptians, who had fed them, who had kept them. And he says to them, this day I call the heavens and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life. He says the whole heavens are watching. Are you going to choose life or are you going to choose death? And I believe the whole heavens, Hebrews talks about it. He says, therefore, since we have a great cloud of witnesses, let's throw off all the sin that entangles us and all these things that tie us up and run the race that God ran, set before us. All of heaven is watching. And just like Moses said here, God says to us still today, all of heaven is watching Believer's Chapel. All of heaven is watching you. Are you going to choose things that bring life to your life 
or things that bring death to your life. Every day you choose. You choose to obey God or you choose to obey yourself. You choose to follow and learn how to get to know God better or you choose to deny God and ignore him. Every day you choose to bring things in your life that add value and bring love and life or curses and destruction. Every day. And Moses and God, myself, is saying, choose life. Choose life. And don't just choose life, share life. There are so many people in this world that has never heard what I just explained to you guys here today. There are people walking around, the Bible says, in great darkness. They have never had one sin forgiven. They've never known the hope that we know that because of Jesus, we have been forgiven. We've been given life through him and that we can choose these things. They don't even know the difference a lot of times between life and death. And we need to not just choose life, we need to share this life. God has called this place, this people, us, to be a light to the world to shine bright. Many years ago, um, when we, we were de decorating, <laughs> I went to Five Below <laughs> to find decorations, yes. This was many years ago, and there's this, this um, I don't know, like this canvas glittery poster, and my girls like glitter, shiny things. How many people like shiny glittery things, right? My wife, every time we go to the stores, like, every time there's a jewelry store, we have to stop. She's like, I just love shiny things. And so we have to stop at like every jewelry store that we go by every time. Anyway, that's another story. Um, so there's this shiny, glittery canvas poster board and it has one word on it. It says shine. So I was like, that's perfect. And it's been in uh, our house, it's still in our house, it still shines in our house to remind us that we are to shine. That we choose life, but we also shine life. We shine Jesus. I won't tell you what room in the house that is in. It's actually in the bathroom, which is kind of weird, but, <laughs> you know. It's in Eric's bathroom, actually, right now. Eric, shine. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you something. Um, we, we've got to shine. We've got to just choose life, but share life. So, um, anyway, where am I at? Sorry, this shine thing got me way off. Uh, we, have, we have the opportunity to share uh, Every day we make choices, you make choices. I, got, I said it already, right? So we have an opportunity to share this life with people. We as a church, we've been called to share this good news. We have the people, we have a vision. Uh, not only do we have a 315, um, it's called Reach 315, it's our website, landing page that we share with this whole community, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the good news. We are, have a vision to start a community center to reach families and to reach the families in this community with uh, after school programs, with uh, childcare or nursery uh, for um, basketball programs for all kind of stuff we want to do. We want to we want to uh, innovate, renovate, and even grow. Anybody on board with that? Like we want, we believe that God has called us to do these things just to reach this community with the love of Jesus Christ. And we have this opportunity. But the best way that we shine, the best way that we share Jesus, is when all of us decide individually that I am not gonna hide this life. 
I'm going to let it shine. So now I'd like everybody to sing this little letter of mine. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right, that we learned in Sunday school. For those of you that did not grow up in church, it goes, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Very good. No. Yeah, uh, Trevor said, hide it under a bushel. No, I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. Right, I'm gonna let it shine. But we've got to shine. We've got to, people are desperate for life. They need life. They need Jesus. We have the opportunity to make a difference here, right now. We, when we walk into dark places, listen to me. When we walk into the darkest of places, we have the brightest light of Jesus Christ that shines through us. We should not be afraid of dark places. We should shine in dark places. Today, I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you. Life and death I have set before you, the blessings and cursing. But here's what Moses says. But you shall choose life. He voted for them. <laughs> I'm going to vote for you. Today, God calls the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you. Life and death I've set before you, blessings and cursings. But this day, Believer's Chapel, you will choose life. Amen. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Moses says, we choose life. We choose life. We choose Jesus. Every time. Choose Jesus. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Maybe you're here today and you've chose destruction. You've chose a lot of bad choices. You've gone the wrong way. And I want to let you just know everybody in this room has gone astray. Everyone in this room at times, one time or another, has chosen not life. And so if you're here today and you're one of those people, you say, you know what, I have not been choosing life. I have been choosing myself, the things of the world, everything but God. Today I recognize that that is not the best thing for me. And today I'm going to make a conscious decision to choose life, to choose Jesus. That's you here in this place with everybody's eyes closed and head bowed. You say, that's me, I want God. I need to get things right with him. I need to ask for forgiveness for choosing such wrong things all the time, or even one time. And instead, I am going to choose life. I want to choose Jesus. If that's you here in this place with everybody's eyes closed and head bowed, would you just lift your hand so I can see it? 
I choose Christ. I choose Jesus. It's time for me to start choosing life, to choose life. I see your hands in Hands all over this place. Nobody else. I choose life. You can put your hands down. I want you to say this prayer with me. I want everybody to say this prayer with me. And say this from your heart. Say, Jesus, I'm sorry for choosing everything else but life, but you. I repent, meaning I turn away from that, and I turn to you instead. You are my life. You bring life. You bring hope. And I thank you that you forgive me, that you died on the cross, took my place for all those things I've done wrong so that I could be made right today. I receive that right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, give it up for those that just did that in this place. Look, as I close today, every day you have free will. You have the power to choose life, to make good choices, to get closer to Jesus, to find out his will for your life, to honor him, to worship him or you have the choice to neglect, to be busy, to be caught up in your own ways, that does not bring life. You have that free will. You can leave here today and go commit any sin that you want to. You have that free will. But just know, the Bible says that God will not be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one that reaps for his own sinful nature will reap destruction. But those who reap for the Spirit will receive eternal life. Choose life. Choose life. God, I pray for everybody in this place. God, I pray that Believer's Chapel will be a church filled with people that choose to not just choose life, but to also share life. God, that we would shine, God, in this world. As we choose life, we will begin to glow. As we choose uh, you and be with you, we'll, we'll continue to, to be able to shine and to be like that glittery poster or like some jewelry that's shining. God, we will glow with your love, with your peace, with your joy. And God, that's what we want to do. We want to be your people that shine for you. So God, we pray that you forgive us for the times when we have not chosen you, where we neglected you. And today we turn our eyes back to you. We turn our hearts back to you. God, we choose life. We choose you. In Jesus' name. As we close, I'm going to ask the um, altar team to come. We believe in prayer. We believe in miracles. We believe in healing. We believe that God is supernatural and he can do supernatural things. And so uh, as we dismiss here today, if you need prayer for anything, <laughs> we believe that God can do more than we can do on our own. Amen? That's Because he's supernatural. He can do things beyond us. So if you need God uh, for prayer for anything, something that maybe talk today, maybe healing in your family or healing uh, in all these different things, uh, or, or any other thing in your life, maybe your family members or you're just caught up in something, we would love to pray for you. This team is trained. They know how to pray uh, uh, for you. And so please don't leave this place if you need that type of ministry. If, if not, God bless. Have a great week. We love you. 
we'll see you next week.